0: Man, come on in and have a seat. Relax your feet and beat the endless podcast. You done heard all week. Hey, this is no hoes ball. I'm talking freedom of speech. So check your feelings at the door. As we continue to speak about what? Sex, love, and relationship. And even conversations about politics. A little bit of comedy With and knowledge, man. We're the host to teach you all about empowerment. Now, what we doing? We're chilling in the chat house. And where we at? We're chilling in the chat house. Now, what we doing? We're chilling in Back once again with another hot interview. This time we're going to be talking to my girl, Rhonda Wright She is a traveler. Cool name, by the way. Um, her social media is The Right, and that's with a W, Getaway. And her website is www.therightgetaway.com. Um, she's been all over, man, all over the US, Europe. Um, she's even been to Africa, Antarctica. Alaska, she's going to talk about her experience, things you may or may not know about traveling. So let's give Ms. Runner a call and let's get into it. Welcome to the chat house. Hello. Hi, Runner. this is Kim from the chat house.
1: How are you doing?
0: I'm doing fairly well. And yourself?
1: I'm doing great.
0: Great, great. Yeah. So, you know, you and I were speaking earlier about, um, travels and, um, you know, we, we spoke about, uh, doing a podcast on it and, you know, my listeners would like to know more about traveling abroad.
1: Perfect. I'm ready.
0: Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, first off, um, let's talk about the, like, like how did you come about, um, get into travel because I know you were saying you was from a small town and uh, certain elements came together and you became a bit of a explorer.
1: Yeah. So, you know, growing up in a small town, um, my family just didn't have a lot of, uh, I would say excess income or even um, knowledge to be thinking about traveling abroad or Um, exploring many other places outside of maybe a a Florida trip. Um, And that usually was, you know, by car. So I had an opportunity when I was in high school to play softball on um, an international team
2: Mm
1: -hmm. uh, over in uh, the Netherlands. So that was my first experience with leaving the country um, with you know, experiencing a different culture. And it just made me want more. It made me want to see and understand more. Hmm. Um, Now, in college, I was broke. So (laughs) I didn't didn't get to travel too much. But, you know, as I started to, you know, mature, um, get my first job, you know, it was still in the back of my head. And I made it a priority, you know, to just see the world. Hmm. Um, and as I traveled more and more, I started feeling like, man, it would be cool if, you know, some people that I grew up with that came from some of the same circumstances that I did had a similar opportunity or they could experience some of the things that I was seeing. Hmm. and. Yeah. After some time, I was like, you know what, I'm going to figure out how to how to do that, how to help other people travel and get to really kind of step out of their comfort zone and um, have an experience that's different.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, So going from a small town, how did it change your perspective of the world? Um, Because as I spoke with you earlier about, um, you know, my personal experience um you know i definitely had some growth um you know after my travels so f- for you how did it how did your perspective of the world change coming from a small town
1: yeah i would say that probably the biggest change for me was just realizing that more often than not um you know even though someone may be from a different part of the world we still have so many similarities True. um there's so many things that link us and connect us that you know if you don't give it a shot to to try to get to know someone or understand their circumstances it's easy to write off that hey we're just different <laughs> um and i would say that it probably was my biggest learning you know when i travel. I love to engage with the people from that space. So, you know, there's nothing like meeting somebody, you know, where they are. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if I'm going to Dominican Republic, as an example, I'm not just going to lay on the beach. I'm going to do that. But (laughs) I also, you know, go into town and go in some local shops and talk to the people that work there and live there and, you know, get to know more about them. And what's the education system like? What do you like to do on the weekend? You know, how many sisters and brothers you have? So, <laughs> you know, it's it's something that, you know, it's like we're all human. Um, and there's just so many things that we can learn and take away from each other. And, you know, that's what I appreciate.
0: Okay. Now, you said something interesting to me. Um, you said that you will go and actually speak to um, the local population. Um, now I know certain countries um, English is not their first language. So, mm-hmm. so how do you communicate um, in a situation like that? Like if you go to a Spanish-speaking country, how do yeah. you how do you navigate through that? Because and I know some people are intimidated by that, you know, they like, well, I would go here, but there's a language barrier. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. So, um, I guess there's two things, uh, to keep in mind first many countries. Um, I would say at this point, probably the majority, even if English is not their first language, it's probably the second or third language spoken there. Mm -hmm. Um, particularly for business purposes. So unlike the U.S. (laughs) and a lot (laughs) of other countries, people speak multiple languages. And it's pretty natural um, to see that. Um, But what I always do when I'm traveling to another country and English is not the primary language or if it's not the first language. And I tell my clients the same thing. I always pick out four or five phrases Mm -hmm. that I can learn. I don't need to be an expert, you don't need to be an expert, but what I've found is if you make an attempt, if you try, you know, to speak to someone in their language, mm-hmm. usually even if you screw it up, they're going to smile <laughs> and they'll, you know, acknowledge you and then they're going to try to help you okay. as best they can. Even if they can't speak English well, they might go and grab the person that can. So, so Yeah
0: so it's safe to say what i'm getting from you is kind of like lose the fear and kind of like just kind of just go for it and um you know just make it happen because like like i said that's right yeah because like i said a lot of people use excuses for not traveling uh and and Mm -hmm. and one of those excuses which is my next question to you um a lot of people you know they use language as a reason not to go um another excuse would be um finance uh they'll Mm -hmm. say oh it's too expensive or you know so how do you plan for a trip when you you know as far as the money wise
1: yep yep so um what what i'll say about finances is, is you know just like Um, Many other things, even a car payment, when you go and and buy a car from the lot, most people, some maybe, but most people don't show up and hand over, you know, $30,000, $40,000 for a vehicle. They make um, some upfront payment and then they pay over time. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, So most trips, I'll say it's not always the case when you book on your own. But um, usually when you work with a, a travel agent, with which I am um, have the certifications um, as a travel agent as well, um, and this is just me telling the truth, not publicizing <laughs> my business, but when you work with a travel agent because of the relationships that we have with different suppliers
2: mm-hmm.
1: and because of how much money is being spent as a collective travel agent community Mm -hmm. we are able for clients who are able to say okay my clients want this trip it costs five thousand dollars you can do a four hundred dollar deposit and pay over time you know with a final payment done by x date so that gives people a chance to um, still be able to take vacations that they want and do things that may be a little bit more expensive, but not have to fork up that kind of money all at one time.
0: Okay. Okay. And, um, I can relate to that. Um, I'm, I'm a, uh, I can, I say it? I'm a Expedia guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. So over time, you know, you build points, um, yep. and sometimes they send me, uh, exclusive, um, uh, offers. Or right. um they have certain packages um they put together for me and they'll uh mm-hmm. they'll send that over. So it's kinda I guess you would say it's kind of the same, you know, you build building a relationship or you spend spending a certain amount of money. Um Right. You know, and they wanna do good business.
1: Right. And you'll also find um, you know, you said I'm building a relationship. Uh, loyalty is is another way to look at it. So as you're, you know, if you're using the same airline all the time, like Delta, if you're here in Georgia, or, um, if you use the same credit card, I always tell people to get a credit card that gives you something back, Hmm. you know, whether it's points or rewards, um, I have a lot of people, and I also do this, that oftentimes I will buy my, my flights with points. Okay. Um, so that's another way to help with the costs. If you're using your credit card that you use every week to pay bills and buy groceries, why not have one that is gonna give you airline points that if you really wanna travel, when you're ready, you can turn those points around into paying for your flight.
2: Hmm,
0: okay. Um, is there any websites or um, any any online places you would recommend to plan trips, or would you say uh, get with an agency, or like uh, what's your what's your <clears throat> advice on that?
1: Yeah, I honestly, I think it depends on the person's circumstances and situation. Mm-hmm. So if you're someone that is very savvy with planning your own vacations you've always done it and you are also well traveled you might choose that it's easiest or best for you to just go out and book your own trips directly on expedia where you also have a certain population that may just be starting to travel Mm -hmm. and have a lot of questions or They're looking at the Expedia site and saying, well, I see the price. I see this information, but I'm not sure about transportation. Or what do I do when I get there? Or is this information legit? You know, then those folks, I would recommend you work with someone like Mm -hmm. a travel agent that has been there or that has experience with the area. And then the last category I would say is travelers, whether you're seasoned or not. If you have a really complicated trip, like I'll work with folks that are flying to Paris and then they want to take a train to London, spend some time in London, and then they may take another train to Switzerland, or you know, just really kind of complicated, a lot of moving pieces, then I suggest also working with an expert that you know can help coordinate all those logistics. Um, And making sure that everything comes together in a way that, you know, you're not going to get somewhere and be stranded or trying to figure out it out on the fly.
0: Okay. Okay. That sounds good. Um, As you were speaking, um, I was thinking in my head, I was like, for like a first timer, somebody coming out of their comfort zone, um, would you recommend a cruise? Or just jump right into getting to a destination.
1: Mm. Um, a cruise <laughs> is an easy one because okay. it's you're you are basically just getting on the boat. And once you get on the boat, <laughs> um, you know everything is pretty much taken care of. Your you know your food is taken care of. You know, unless you decide to do like something special or extra. Um, the activities are taken care of everything is kind of in one place and it's easy to navigate. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so that, that's a a good easy way for somebody to dip their toe and, and kind of start their journey. And I, you know, I have some clients that that's all they want to do. They prefer cruising. They, that is their bread and butter. They love (laughs) it. They can get on and play bingo and go to all the shows and have good food and, you know they're in hog's heaven, right? Yeah. Um, others I have don't like being on the water, don't oh, want to yeah. be on the water that long, or don't want to be around so many people because you know cruise ships are large. Oh yeah. Um, so it's like they really want to kind of go and be in their own space. So for those, then you know if they're just starting to explore. If they're not ready to do something big, then usually I'll send them, try to send them to the opposite coast. Mm. If they live on the East Coast, then, hey, let's plan something in California or, um, you know, West to give them a flavor for just exploring in a completely new city. True. Um, so that's another thing. I mean, the U.S., we, a lot of people don't think about it or or think about it as like vacation, but mm-hmm. it's so large and there's so many things you can do and different experiences you can have in this country and it's cool because when i go to other countries they're always like i want to come to the u.s (laughs) i heard about the grand canyon i heard about new york city i heard about las vegas you know so they you know hear and see all these like beautiful things that we do in and experience and, and some people kind of take for granted
2: True. Um,
1: and you can kind of do that. And it's in your backyard, you know, for a flight that won't be too expensive and you can have these differential experiences.
0: Well, let me say this. And as, once again, as you speak and I'm thinking, um, I was told cause my wife, she's, uh, she's half Greek and we actually watched one of your videos. I think you were in Greece or, prepare, uh-huh. or preparing to go um mm-hmm. and um we were, she was talking about being in europe people don't realize that um uh, just like how our states are just so close right in europe you can go from one country to another as you do state to state that's right so and and, and and what I realized in my little small travel, nothing compared to yours, <laughs> but my little small <laughs> travel of the U.S., um, each state is like a country, if you think about it. Um, mm-hmm. I, remember, I remember when I went off to Tennessee, to, uh, and I lived there about a year. Um, my first thought, country, hick, nothing going on, right? Got there, mm-hmm. and I lived in Nashville totally the opposite right totally the opposite and little fun fact i actually worked in uh Arperland
2: ah yeah nice
0: <laughs> which is its own city like huge place <laughs> uh, but but when i tell you my idea of tennessee was backwards
2: mm-hmm.
0: and um even when i uh, traveled to um Charleston, South Carolina. Um, I don't know if you you remember uh, Rodney Scott. He was on the Netflix right. special. Um, like, they had like the top barbecue guys from the US. No, actually.
2: Oh.
0: I, right. So when I traveled, yeah. I, I literally met him. Down to earth, cool guy. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't have never met him if i hadn't traveled. Right. You see Right. You see what I'm saying? So um Yep. You know, you know, you know, taking those trips, man, you can find out facts versus having these ideas in your head.
1: That's right. And you just there's so many things that um feel like we we grow up learning about mm-hmm. and especially, you know, I can say being from like a little small town you know, country town, um, pretty insulated. You learn based on what you see and what you hear. Mm -hmm. But as you get older, you realize the people that you're hearing it from. I mean, they also don't know, you know, they don't, they haven't, They exactly. They have a limited perspective themselves. Mm -hmm. So oftentimes you need to go and learn for yourself and bring that back. True. Um, because they haven't had that opportunity. They nobody took them to Montana. You know, nobody <laughs> took them to Yellowstone. We didn't come from those kind of families. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, if you went to the beach in Miami, that was like wow. Yeah. So that was a highlight. You know, <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um so out of your travels give me your top three and why your top top three i hate to put you on the spot but your top your top three and why okay we'll give you a moment
1: (laughs) okay and and i'll say that um this has changed this list has changed a bit but i mean that makes sense because the more i go different places Mm -hmm. my perspective changes um i will say Probably number one is Antarctica.
0: Ah, well, and if I could do it that, was, if I can do yeah, that, yeah,
1: if I, it, it was my top. It was definitely my top because it was my my last continent to step foot on,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it's you know this is like the most remote part of the earth. Um,
0: and a lot and of just, questions, just, and and a big question mark. Let's not leave that out. It's a big question mark. You know, it's a lot of yeah. ideas. <laughs> We're gonna say it like that. It's a lot of ideas about Antarctica. So, yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah, it's it's mysterious, yeah. right? It's, and, and can we say?
0: And, and can we say it's cold? <laughs> it's it
1: is cold. It's cold. It's mysterious. Uh-huh. It's like you get there, and it feels like nobody else has been there Mm. like it feels like the air you're breathing is so pristine and clear and i mean you see whales like coming out of the water and they're completely at peace and no worry or concern the king was looking at you like what are you like Hmm. you know what i'm saying like it's first contact it's just yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and I think it you know going there for me was just such a moment. Okay. So I would say that's my number one.
0: Okay, okay, let me say that's um, Cuz because when you yep. say when you say Antarctica you think undeveloped. Now what about your large like hotel like how did like how did that work out cuz Oh we, yeah. Because so, most people when you say that they you know you don't see a postcard with this you know nice resort or hotel on it so
1: yeah so educate my people yeah thank you Mm -hmm. so when you go antarctica first of all is um heavily heavily regulated because of you know just the sensitivity Mm -hmm. they're trying to maintain where it is in its current condition there are um, several countries that all work together to um, make sure that you know, from a habitat standpoint for animals that it's being um, monitored and getting the right level of controls. Mm-hmm. Only people that live in Antarctica or that are there for significant periods of time are scientists. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are in some, I, I can't say temporary housing, but um, some kind of like housing that's especially set up for them. Okay. Um, there, when visitors go, like me, um, the primary way that that's done are through ships. They have a handful of companies will sail and are permitted to sail down into Antarctica. So you're on a, a cruise, something like a cruise ship, because some of them, um they're not going to be like a carnival ship with 50 million things to do. It's and it's going to be much, much smaller. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they call it expedition ships because they have to be, you know, rated for polar ice and mm-hmm. all these things to keep you safe. But you're staying on the ship, uh, you get off. Thank yeah, you, for cle- you get thank off
0: you for clearing that up because I know a lot of people yeah. would be like, Well, what did she stay? Did she staying in an Igloo? I mean. No. in a, in a cage.
1: you get you get off you will you have like you know there's made it times during the day that you can actually get off and hike or kayak or go snowshoeing um all those kinds of things mm-hmm. but you are staying on a ship in a room
0: so it's um, not it's not it's not developed like a small city
1: yeah no okay. not at all okay
0: thank you for mm-hmm. cleaning it up so so, so it feel- is
1: completely it is completely still all wild wow. okay
0: okay yeah. so so antarctica versus alaska there's a difference
2: mm-hmm.
1: oh yeah there's okay. a difference so okay. you know you know i know you saw this that i just came back from alaska with a group um in july
0: which i must say and- which i must say excuse me for interrupting but uh-huh. most most folks where we come from, why do you want to think about Alaska?
1: Yep. And <laughs> so and that was one of the places on my list. What? And one of the tops. Yep. Well let's yep. get it. Let's but get Alaska, into it then. <laughs> let's get into it. It <laughs> okay, is okay. Alaska is like, you know, they call it the last frontier. Yes. And it definitely is like it while there are I should say cities and towns. Mm-hmm it's nothing like what you see in the lower 48 states. If I remember correctly, Anchorage is the largest city. Yeah. And I think population is still under 300,000, something like that. Augusta is like maybe 500 or something. So it's so Augusta, Georgia population is probably about two, I think last thing I saw maybe a little over two hundred thousand, mm-hmm. um, maybe two hundred and fifty thousand, mm-hmm. and Anchorage I think is probably around that size, and it that's the largest city.
0: Okay, so in was, Alaska,
1: period. So it's fairly so, decent. Right, it's fairly decent. There's, you know, it's you're gonna like Anchorage as an example has stores, shops. Okay, driving on a highway, streets. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got uh, Walmart and Target, all of the things you would have, you know, so you in mean, you Atlanta. Mean,
0: you mean Walmart made it to uh, Alaska? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah. So okay. You've, got, you've got all of those conveniences. Okay. But um, there are only two other big cities in Alaska, and that's um, Juneau, the capital, mm-hmm. and Fairbanks. And they're not as big as Anchorage. And, you know, they don't have as much. So I think about my time in Juneau. Hmm. Juneau is the capital city. You can only get to Juneau by plane or sea. There are no roads that go into Juneau.
2: Uh-huh. So,
0: Rhonda, <laughs> you might be scared. Yeah. For... <laughs> so <laughs> plane or boat? Is it is it like on an yeah. island? Is it isolated from the mainland, or?
1: Yeah, it's it's slightly, um, it's kind of they call it uh, the inner passage of uh, of Alaska. Like if you think about how Alaska is shaped, mm-hmm. kind of have this big part and then it kind of tails off. Yes. Um. smaller and Juno, yeah, yeah. Kind of like so like Juno yeah, is kind of start as it starts to tail off down in that area. Okay. So it's a little bit disconnected from the mainland, um, not, so people that. take those little. You've seen on TV how they have the seaplane. Yes, you know the planes that land on the water and yes. come in. That's you know that's how a lot of people are getting around transportation. Huh. But, you know, it's the thing I loved about Alaska was just the, uh, there. You know, there's still so many natives that are there.
0: I was going to ask you. Um, I was going to ask you or. Did you see the natives mm-hmm. and, and how was that? Yeah, experience? I
1: bought some. I bought some artwork from um, one of the local natives. Mm-hmm. I went to a little. Um, I don't know what they call it, but this lady was basically kind of talking about her culture. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went and sat in and listened to her kind of give a talk on you know her native culture. Um, where she talked about how, you know, they still use, you know, deer, deer hides and, you know, moose skins and things like that, you know. To, for, clo- um, for clothing? Or... For clothing, yep, for clothing, for art, for different tools, uh, for things they use around the home. Um, you know, she passed around like gloves and things that were made from different animal parts um, to help keep them warm in the winter, Mm-hmm. Um, no, it was just just a great eye opening experience. And and you know, that Alaska is another one of those areas like Antarctica where you have, you know, a couple of areas that are populated, mm-hmm. but so much of it is not. Just and just, just raw people, nature. Yeah. Okay. And you just animals, I can't tell you. I think I probably saw seven or eight bears. I remember while this. while I was there, I remember, this, All in your,
0: kinds in, I remember this in your video. You saw it. You said yeah. in the video you saw. A bear. I was worried for you. I was like, well, I hope you made it. Obviously, oh, <laughs> you made it. I saw you in the video. But I'm just saying, like, you know, I think movies sometimes warp our um our realities. Like, like you think, like you see stuff in movies, and mm-hmm. that's the idea of how you think it's supposed to be. And that's why yeah. I think it's so important yeah. for you to um say, hey, no, that's that's Hollywood. This is
1: reality. Right. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. That's right. So. You got moose. I mean, I saw moose that probably stood at the shoulders six and a half, six feet, you know, six taller than me at the shoulder. Mm-mm. Moose. Mm-mm. Uh, I mean, just, <laughs> okay. yeah, whales. I'm seeing whales in the ocean feeding, like, a group of them. They call it um, bubble net feeding, like Mm -hmm. seven, eight whale all together, like chasing fish around to get them all circled up in one area. And then they're like scooping them up, hopping out of the water and scooping them up and Uh, eating all these fish. I think I saw
0: this on a nature nature channel.
1: Yeah. 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 And to see that for your own eye with your own eyes. It's it's crazy. Okay. So that's why Alaska is on my list.
0: All right. So. Grand finale, what's number
1: three? Number three for me would have to be Australia.
0: Now we went from cold to kind of cold to hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes. So so let's 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 explain.
1: Australia for me was just um I it's so it, Australia if you look at the list of like where are the deadliest animals in the world?
2: Okay. It's in
1: Australia. Like, it, it's it's kind of, think about it. They kind of sit over in the corner by themselves, right? If you look at a map of the world, they're kind of like over there by themselves.
0: Now, as you, um, speak, now as you speak, and you said deadliest an- animals in the world, I'm thinking to myself, okay, where is she going at with this?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's... <laughs> they have a, their just their like culture mm-hmm. um, is so different and interesting. Um, if you think about like um, a lot of the Aborigines
2: mm-hmm.
1: and their history, I mean, you're seeing people that kind of look like us, but have like all silk hair and light eyes. And, you know, it's just a, a very um, interesting place to mm-hmm. learn and talk to people about the history of the country mm-hmm. and you know, the road and path that they've been on as a, as a group of people. Um, and I tell you like being in Australia outside of the history, I had probably some of the best meals. Like it, I think just the fusion of where they're located, you know, they've got like Indonesia and all these mm-hmm. places that aren't too far from them. And then you've got Africa that um is not too far, and then you got like India and China, so it's like all these fusions of so foods like a and cultures. Pot. It's
0: like a melting yes. pot, somewhat. Okay, I can see yes. that. I can see amazing that.
1: Amazing food, amazing food, and then the animals. This is where I was going with some of the deadly <laughs> animals, like. Yeah. And don't forget I about the this...
0: Don't forget about the flies, Rhonda tell the truth yeah talk about the flies too
1: (laughs) it just had like crazy animal experiences there Mm -hmm. you know like i can remember walking on a beach um and that we're walking me and my friend and somebody's like walking the opposite direction it's like oh there's an adder right over there just be careful like it's Mm -hmm. nothing and it's a gigantic snake that probably could have killed us Mm. um just chilling there and i know and then it was a (laughs) um we were walking in a a town like a shopping area okay you know think about you know a a busy street with cars going up and down and stores on both sides with people walking in and out of stores shopping I walk underneath a tree, and all of a sudden, I see everybody making weird faces and looking around. And I look back, and there's a gigantic python okay. rolled around the branch right over the, over my head that I, I just went under, snakes. and I about passed out. I
0: don't do yep. snakes. Okay.
1: <laughs> and then the third one, we went on a picnic. We were at a picnic. We'd gone on this little excursion, and we were with a group of folks picnicking kind of at the edge of the woods by this massive uh, lake beautiful Mm -hmm. just beautiful area we're eating the barbecue is awesome they love to do an Australian barbecue food is awesome and I'm tearing it up Mm -hmm. and at some point I just sit back a little bit to digest my food Mm -hmm. and as soon as I sat back all I saw was wings and a gigantic bird came down and snatched the sausage off Hell, my Hell, no,
0: nah, we ain't doing that. And
1: flew away.
0: <laughs> we ain't doing that.
1: And everybody was looking like, oh, I can't believe they just had that. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Mm. So Australia, it's just like, it's just raw.
0: Yeah, just raw. I would say so. Like, um, Birds still in your yeah. food pythons everywhere. Oh, I got to ask, did you get in a fight with yep. a kangaroo?
2: Did you see I did any not get in a
1: fight with I saw many of them, they're like deer <laughs> and, and you're, Think about when you um, drive in the morning In, in some different areas In the mornings, yeah you see deer Across right. the field that's the, that's the kangaroos
2: Mm-mm.
1: Like they're just out You know, wow. they're just out Out and about Everywhere
0: Would you Would, so, you, yes. would you say Would you say um, there's any health benefits To travel, like could you could you think of any health benefits
1: um i feel like um well prior to COVID, i would have said i feel like um traveling i i've gained some my body has gained some grit and some enough germs from different places that i don't (laughs) feel like i get sick a lot you know um because you just you're mixing and mingling and you're around you know people and kind of pick up different things it's like when you have a kid and they tell you to to let them do right um which is total opposite in your mind yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so they can build up their immune system i feel like in some ways um that's helped me over the years
0: well i was thinking more like mental uh stress reliever um Uh, we know here in the u.s um we're A lot of our food has chemicals in it that shouldn't be. And it's Mm -hmm. actually banned Mm -hmm. in a lot of countries. Um, Mm -hmm. Again, like I said, my wife, she's half Greek. And when I started eating a lot of the Mediterranean food, um, it digests differently. Um, I feel Mm -hmm. better. Um, I remember I went to one of the Greek um, restaurants here in Florida. And um, they served the whole fish. I wasn't used to that run oh, yeah. at all at all.
2: <laughs> and well
0: I'm just saying when they put the fish in front of you and his eye is still in his head mm-hmm. that was a uh, um shocker for me, you know? Um Right. And then um they praise oil a lot. <laughs> oh yeah. Yep. So for me, um you know, travel eating different foods. Um, Like you said, the conversation, the peace of mind, the education, um, even in my small travels, um, I could see the health benefits in it. Just having a peace of mind, you know what I'm saying? Like um, there was one Greek lady said, she said, do not tell me what you ate, but tell me who you ate with. Never heard, somebody have a mm. mindset like that. But imagine I met you for the first time and we sharing a meal and we discussing life philosophy and I live and I leave full not only from the meal, but I leave, I leave full, uh, from the mind because of right. the things you've said and the things I've said. And, you know, so for me, I think, uh, just getting that knowledge of uh, a fresh look at the world, um, as you said before, fresh air um, uh-huh. and some of the things you've eaten probably helped you health wise without even right. knowing it because you ate less chemicals.
1: Absolutely, because they, you know, I would say a lot of places that I visit outside of the U.S. they tend to eat a lot more fresh. Food. Yes. So, you know, fresh fruits and vegetables versus um things that have been processed mm-hmm. um meat meat that's coming, you know, either right from um a farmer or out of the ocean. Right. Um, directly. So there there's just a lot more fresh consumption mm-hmm. um versus like, you know, a lot of the things that we do that's packaged
2: foods
1: um or things steroid, that are
0: steroid.
1: Yeah. Yeah, things that are made at a plant. Um right. So that, that certainly, um, I think, is a benefit. And then, like you said about the food, like the, the comment that the woman made
2: mm-hmm. in
1: the U.S., and I didn't realize this until I started going other places, but we're very, we like to do everything fast. True. We're always in a hurry. True. We're always in a hurry. And you can go to dinner in Greece as an example oh, or man. Hours. In Spain <laughs> and you'll be there for hours. Yes. This it's is like true. like an event. This is true. You are sitting there for hours eating and talking and then you're gonna have wine and then you have dessert and you know, it's like
0: And don't forget you're the bellad be don't for forget the belly dancers, Rhonda. We got Bella Dancers, R- got it, Bella dancers <laughs> on right. the on the table. It's like changed. the first time I saw Bella Dancer get on the table, I'm like I wonder to she wash her feet, but, you know, <laughs> everybody different.
1: Yep. it's it's, an, it's like it's an event. Yes, um, it but is. But it's an event that people look forward to, mm-hmm. and, you know, they're happy to have you there, and they can't wait to hear about your day and, you know, what's going on with you. But, you know, we, we tend to be – uh, like a microwave culture of like no that's a good, how quick can I get this
0: and be done that's a that's a good way to look at it. and I noticed too a lot of uh, foreign countries they're more about family like they're really they really take their family mm-hmm. seriously right. um and if right. you're friends with them you become part of their family that's
1: right yep
0: so I noticed that um doing your travels do you prefer to travel alone? or with someone or for different occasions and different reasons, you differ.
1: Mm-hmm. I think it, I think um, like you said, it's for depending on the circumstance of the situation. Um, it, it just is very dependent on that because there are times um, that I like to travel alone because I need that mental um, stimulation and just being able to reset myself. Mm-hmm. I, and and I like to do that by traveling. Right. Um, but I would say majority of the time I'm traveling with others. And that's particularly true. I would say since I've started my travel business, because, you know, my whole mission is around um, helping people to see the world. So uh, because of that, I'm often with other people, you know, <laughs> because I want to make sure they're having a great experience or, you know, I've designed a trip and, you know, I'm making sure that everybody around me is kind of reaping all the benefits or getting opportunities that might be a little bit what different than what they would if they were at home. True. true. Um, but I, there's definitely benefit to both mm-hmm. um, for me.
0: Well, the mention is how often would you recommend somebody travel?
1: Um. I will say at least at a minimum once a year.
2: Okay.
1: Um, gives people a good opportunity to, one, have something to look forward to, which I think helps the mental. Mm-hmm. When you've got something to look forward to, mm-hmm. that you're excited about. Um, but if you're going somewhere once a year, you're you're giving yourself a challenge every year to step out of your zone, um, go and add something new to your life.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Um, Now, there there are some of us that are, you know, many times a year gone (laughs) and exploring and having adventures, but it just really depends on your lifestyle, what you've got in front of you, what your family situation is, your disposable income. There are a lot of things that come into that. But I would say just for um, most people, at least one trip a year um, it's probably a good way just to continue exposing yourself um, to things outside of your comfort zone.
0: Okay, well, my final question, and from there we give your you can give your final thoughts. Are there any places you would not recommend <laughs> to go to? Ooh,
1: because
0: <laughs> I got a couple. Uh, of, I have a couple of them in my head. <laughs>
1: Oh, I recommend
0: not or 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 let's say let's 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 be fair um let's just say you would be cautious of going to mm-hmm. you know because it's it's certain places that um um because of uh you know maybe it's a conflict going on in the country
2: mm-hmm. or, um, mm-hmm. you
0: or you know um there's tension between that country and the us I mean this is this is a reality, you know.
1: Yep.
0: Yep. Um. Or if you don't want to be, or 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 if you don't want to be Pacific, you know, I, I understand that as well.
1: Yeah, I I mean, I'll just call call out one that's probably obvious for most people, but I would just be really cautious and go into Russia right now.
0: Gotcha. Don't have a reason to go anyway.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, they have some beautiful they have some beautiful architecture. Right. Um, in Moscow, mm-hmm. that you know, I'm I'm still it's holding out on my list, hoping one day I could make it there. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's probably just not a great time, right? Um, as it seems like there could be some a lot of risk in doing so. Mm-hmm. Um, that just might not marry up to the reward. <laughs> um, so you know, some of those type places where, like you say, we've got conflicts. Oh, yeah. You know, it's probably best just to stay away. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I guess if I think about where I didn't feel as welcome, um, I did have to I went over to Germany um, last summer to do some work. And it just not like anything happened or um, there, it, it just it was one of those probably one of the only places I've been where. I couldn't just have open conversations with people Mm. and they reciprocated. Mm. Um, I just didn't get that back. Um, it just felt like I was trying and trying (laughs) to engage and get to know them. And I I wasn't getting much back, much interest back.
0: I understand. Um, I understand. But yeah, your final thoughts to the people, take a moment, think about it Mm -hmm. and give your final thoughts. And don't forget to plug your business.
1: Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, final thoughts. I would just say, you know, um, in my mind, being able to travel is a gift to yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a it's a great way to keep expanding your mind, and as you're taking in new information and ideas, you're able to influence everyone around you and in your circles. Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, it's a great opportunity to really, truly meet other people and connect with them where they are, learn about them, their families, how they live, um, and their styles. Um, because again, it gives you great perspective Mm -hmm. and I think really helps, as you start to navigate how to make decisions, or you know, no matter where how your work is, or you know how you think about things, it just really I think helps as a human race as we think about how we how we all get along and help and support each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last thing I'll say about that is, if you get a chance, make sure you go and visit Africa. Um, oh yeah, yeah. We you will learn. That you will learn so much more than watching tv i mm. promise mm. so go spend some time thinking about it but figure out how you can get to africa um if you want to go next year yeah. i'm taking a group of folks there next year to tanzania mm. and zanzibar so <laughs> find me um and and, make sure and that,
0: how do we and how do we find get yes, us some social media so, get us the emails Phone That's numbers, right and again website
1: again i'm yes i am rhonda Wright mcknight of the right getaway um i can be reached on social media at the right getaway and Wright being last name w-r-i-g-h-t um my website also has Um, All of my upcoming trips, information on how to contact me for anything that you may be interested in. And that is www.therightgetaway.com. And my email information is listed there as well. So um, please um, reach out if you've got any questions. Even if you're just considering an area and want to get some perspective on, you know, what it's like to visit there, feel free to reach out. I want to help people um, reach their goals when it comes to travel so I'll help
0: however I can well Rhonda, it was a pleasure and you definitely took us on a journey which I was hoping for and you definitely delivered um, Thanks. But, but ladies and gentlemen Rhonda Wright McKnight which rhymes and I like that <laughs> 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 so until the next time,
2: take care of yourself and enjoy life.